Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Akun Wong. I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And joining me today is special guest, but I think it's about time we just call him an honorary member of the podcast. It's Adam Aniva of the Burgundy Gold Report. Welcome back, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me on. So it's great stopping it up, man. Yeah, so I, and you know, it's funny because we were just talking about this before the show, but the entire NFC, not just the NFC, has turned upside down in the last month. It's so crazy, actually. I mean, in, in a year like 2020, would you expect anything less? So this is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to getting your thoughts out today about that. But before we get into that, last time we spoke a little bit about Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, and since then, they've told us Baby Yoda's real name, and his real name is Grogu. i got to ask you the question now, because... I'm, I've been polling everybody about this. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the name they gave Baby Yoda? I think it's pretty cool, honestly. You know, I've been waiting the whole time thinking it's going to be something like Yoda, something similar. But for them to go somewhere totally okay. different, I, I, I like it. I think it was creative. Honest, honest, I'll be honest with you. I'm enjoying this show more than I've enjoyed, the, you know, the last three, four installments of Star Wars and Jedi. Oh, I think this is no a well-done show. No doubt. I, think, I, I totally agree with you that. I mean, this has been, this, this, this season and the last season combined have been, I could have not even done the last trilogy and I would have been happy if they had given this, yeah. what we just got so far. In the last, and then uh, getting some, car- some color on Boba Fett, that's amazing. That's great stuff. Oh, that, that did it for though, me. Yeah, that... Oh, yeah. <laughs> amazing. You know, you realize, I mean, like the first time he ever appeared was in a cartoon back in the uh, holiday special, little-known holiday special that Star Wars did back in the late 70s. Uh, back, uh, and, and that is crazy. If you think about it, we went from there to where we are today. It's, it's amazing. And the fact that we knew nothing about him until basically three weeks ago. But yeah, I have to say this, okay, Adam. I have to say I disagree <laughs> with Grogu. I have to, I, when I heard okay. that name, I'm like, what? <laughs> are you kidding me? In my, in my, I've just decided that I'm just going to keep calling him Baby Yoda just from here on in. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ignore Star Wars canon for the first time in my life. All right, here we are. I've got, we got a lot of stuff, to, a lot more stuff to disagree with today. So let's just talk about the real good stuff. We've got a lot to talk about in the NFL. We're going to be talking about the NFC East because things have changed over the last month, and we're going to be breaking down the Washington football team, the New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, and then we're going to talk about games that we are looking forward to watch in Week 15. So with that said, let's go ahead and get this rolling. All right, the NFC East has gone t- topsy-turvy. I mean, it was the laughing stock of the NFL last we spoke a month ago, but it's, it's, since we're bounded and now is just maybe possible. Who knows? I mean, heck, we're getting close to a team in the NFC East that might be 500. Unbelievable. So let's go ahead and get started. And I'm going to ask you, Adam, the same question about each of these teams. Let's go in order, though, in the way they are currently situated in the NFC East. And, uh, and I'm, the question I'm going to ask you is what have the, they done differently over the last month? Sure. And in your opinion, is it a sustainable positive or negative change overall? And then I'm going to ask you to update your prediction from, for them in the, through the end of the regular season. So let's start with your Washington football team now sitting at 6-7 and seven on a nice heater here, beating 
the Bengals, Cowboys, Steelers, and 49ers, four-game win streak in their that win against the then undefeated Steelers, incredibly impressive. You know, the, interestingly, the only team in the NFC East with a positive point differential compared to teams they play. They're at plus 12. Uh, no other team is close. Giants at negative 53, Eagles at minus 51, and the Cowboys at an amazing minus 102. So maybe they're doing something right, maybe not. Let's start with them. What are your thoughts on the Washington football team? Well, as you said, it's been a total turnaround, and I think to not give credit to Ron Rivera during this whole situation, we mentioned last time we talked about, you know, going through the cancer treatments. You know, when we talked last, he was just uh-huh. starting that. So he's just completed that probably, I think, two weeks ago uh-huh. he did. And then again, then you have Alex Smith. And I'll admit, you know, I bet against Alex Smith because not that he's anything great, but I didn't know if he could even come in and manage the game well enough. But I think we've seen that he can. I think the the brief time that he was in the San Francisco game, it was ugly. Um, there was, that's for multiple reasons. I think you can't put that all on him. But I think from the beginning, something looked off. So before that whole um, muscle strain, uh, calf strain, something wasn't adding up. Um, but other than that, this defense is playing. You know, you and me, we've talked for a while now when they started building this defense. And then after they solidified it with right. Chase Young, I told you this is going to be the strength of this team. And if it does come together with Del Rio, which I think it can, this is not just going to be a good defense. It's going to be a defense that can lead the team. Um, so right now, right. I, I wouldn't bet against them at all. I think they're going to sweep out the rest of the year. We saw Seattle, you know, lose to the Giants. I see no reason that Washington has a, a better defense, in my opinion, and, and the rankings will back that up as far as the Seattle game. But I still think that's going to be the hardest game um, going forward for the rest of the year. Philadelphia definitely changed the script. Um, we'll see if that quarterback situation will still be the same in three weeks. But I don't think that makes them a tremendous uh, a team that's really – got much better to be honest with you because I think the first game he's always going to look good he had 106 yards uh, rushing as the quarterback but I think teams are going to start to get the tape on that so I think people have to be tempered as far as Philadelphia goes um, but as far as Washington uh-huh. goes I think that they're going to win out I think they'll get that final nine and eight I think they'll have the fourth seed uh, going into the playoffs for uh, hosting the home playoff game the wild card round wow that is you know I mean it's impressive imagine imagine that I mean just the the course of one month has made a huge difference because last we sp- last we spoke, you know, obviously they were in uh, much worse shape. It was before the four-game win streak, and of course, like I said, the impressive win against the Steelers. Let me ask you a question about that Steelers game. Is that more a situation where we found out what the Washington Football Team can do in terms of positives, or is that more a situation of showing the true colors of the Steelers in that they're not really as good as an undefeated team as they once thought? I think it's a little bit of both. I think a lot. some were definitely quicker to say that Pittsburgh wasn't as good as everybody thought, but I, I think it's nonsense because as far as what Alex Smith did, nearly 300 yards, I wouldn't get crazy on that because I definitely think there was situations with Gibson, with Camp Sims. There was really a lot of plays made after the catch, and most of those passes were within five yards. But it's the defense. It's been consistent week after week after week. And I think that their identity right now is not just a smash-mouth defense, they're knocking balls down at the line. Uh-huh. So when you have a combination of, you know, Sweat and Young, Deron Payne, you have speed, you have length, and you just have, uh, you know, sheer will to win on every play. I think that's what their identity right uh-huh. now. I think they're adopting what Chase Young's brought to the table as well as Rivera is. And now you have Alex Smith. So you're talking about comeback player of the year and Alex Smith, potential, potential coach of the year and Rivera. And then you have – 
defensive rookie of the year in Chase Young. I don't see right now who's going to take that. You know, I've seen some good performances, but I think the way they're just putting together everything right now, it's not even a fan. This is somebody looking on the outside because, honestly, I've tempered my expectations. I wanted to see how the San Francisco game went. And the defense Uh went leaps and bounds. I understand we're talking about a far – lesser quarterback in what San Francisco has and what they'll be facing in Wilson. But I don't think that this defense is going to let up. I think you might have first quarters that are shaky, but unlike the previous wins that Washington had, they buckled down in the second quarter, unlike the last three games where it was the second half. So I think you're going to see nothing but, um, you know, positive going forward. The concern is the quarterback situation. Uh, I think when Haskins came out there, we saw a lot of the same tendencies, a lot of the same mechanical issues that, you know, coaches obviously didn't like, you know, all uh, study habits aside, that's a big issue for Washington. But uh, from everyone would say Tom Pelissero reported this morning, they're expecting Smith to play. Seattle's defense is nowhere as good as Pittsburgh and 49ers. So I see no reason if Smith plays that Washington can't, uh, you know, squeak out this win, but I have them, I have them winning out and taking the division. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people have, are on the bandwagon in terms of them taking the division. Winning out, that would be impressive. That would bring them up to 9-7 and seven right now, currently 6-7. and seven. Three games left, as you mentioned, Seahawks, Panthers, and Eagles left in the regular season. Uh, that would be impressive. Let me ask you this. If they go 9-7, and seven, if they look, you know, uh, competitive in the postseason, is Alex Smith the answer for the Washington football team? Answer, no, no. And, and everybody knows that. Alex Smith knows that. Rivera knows that. We're talking about bridge now. We're not talking about the answer. So uh-huh. he's played well enough okay. in these last three, four weeks to show me he's the bridge. Um, I tell you, he's definitely challenged a lot of us fans, though, because, you know, the last week it was the bloody leg, and this week it was the surgically repaired leg that luckily only was a calf right. strain. So three weeks might not right. sound like a lot of you know, games to go, but it's going to be a lot to get through that. And you're talking about hosting a home playoff game with potentially, from what everyone's looking at now, Tampa Bay, Seattle, or the, or the Rams, So which will probably be yep. with the fifth seed. So I, I think right now you don't bet against them. It's not a it come fandom for me. This is just a situation where you can't bet against any team that's playing defense like this. And I think Chase Young is showing, you know, he's definitely the most exciting defensive player in the league right now. So let me ask you this question. Assuming we end the season right now, what positions should the Washington football team be looking to draft next year? No, it's, it's not even a question, like you said, quarterback. But quarterback, there's a big yep. but with that. Uh, it's okay. all about position. It's all about where you're going to fall in the draft. If you're talking about top ten, which that's not going to happen, as we're looking around the NFC in the league right now, I think the best case you're saying is Washington lost out somewhere in the 15 range. You're talking about some of the better quarterbacks, you know, Lawrence, you know, that, that forget that field, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. I have all those guys going in the top 20. So if you're talking about Washington falling somewhere in that range, I think then you're probably going to look to the next area of strength of the draft, which is going to be wide receiver, left tackle, cornerback, tight end. It's going to be some playmakers. A guy I fall in love with is this tight end out of Florida pit. He's made Trask, who is an okay quarterback, look like a Heisman finalist. So, you know, that's a guy that I really uh, – <laughs> fit to Washington I think if you know a lot of people looking at McLaurin and bringing someone in with him and I think they can do that but I think you have a guy like Logan Thomas who's really shown some versatility I actually just wrote an article on him I think uh, bringing him together with a guy like Pitts which is just an athletic guy a freak who brings you know his basketball ability to field I think you have an offense that you know really stuttered this year 
And even if we're talking about someone like Alex Smith riding it out for six, even, you know, weeks, even a full season, when you have tight ends like that, right. McLaurin, and potentially in the run game with Gibson and McKissick, I think you have an offense that can run, uh, you know, definitely put up enough points with this defense. Yep, most definitely. We were interested to see what they do and to build, rebuild. And obviously the defense looks legit, Chase Young being everything that we hope for. Let's move on to the next uh, team that we want to talk about, and that is the New York Giants. So let's go ahead and the bell on this one. And the New York Giants currently sitting there uh, in second and a really interesting position for them. They are 5-8 and eight right now. Uh, and like I said, a negative 53-point differential, but it's not even so bad compared to the rest of the NFC East. They had won four in a row, though, against Washington, the Eagles, the Bengals, and impressively the Seattle Seahawks prior to losing in Week 14 to the Cardinals. And, of course, that win against Seattle Seahawks with backup quarterback Colt McCoy, someone that I'm assuming that you are very familiar with, Adam. <laughs> so let me ask you the same question about the New York Giants. What types of changes did they make? Is it sustainably positive or negative? And update your prediction for me. I tell you, Judge, uh, their coach, Joe Judge, he's, he's really surpassed anything I thought he could do. I think right now – you know, even going into the off season, I think the Giants are in a great position right now to even battle for you know the division title next year, even if they don't get it this year. Because I think I'm not a huge fan of Daniel Jones, but I think he's shown enough that you know he can be that guy for them. Their defense, that's who's really surprising. So I don't think that they're really that many pieces away from being a playoff team. You know, in saying that, um, you're looking a wide receiver and a left tackle that can instantly make a difference on that team. Because although they did draft Thomas out of Georgia. I think he's shown that he's not a true blindside protector. He's probably more on the right side. And I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't work out to see him shift inside. And um, I think they've got agent veterans around the team also at left tackle. So I think that's definitely a position that would make a big difference with their team along with wide receiver. But I think they're real close to consistently contending for the playoffs because I think they're just a, probably one of the best coached teams in the NFL right now next to Washington. Interesting. And, and of course, we saw what happened with Colt McCoy against Seattle. Then, of course, this last weekend with the Cardinals, there was Daniel Jones who came back. Didn't look quite right. A little bit unclear. From your comments, I'm assuming you think Daniel Jones is the long-term answer for them. They have other places they can build around. Is there a place for Colt McCoy in the NFL? What do you think? Like you mentioned about Jones, I just think they'll at least stick that out for another year, two years to see if he can, you know, sustain it. But I said it from the beginning. He's somebody that relied on his athletic ability, and he's getting punished because of it. And I think because everyone's catching on. McCoy, nothing more than a backup. He gets you in for, you know, a, a quick game or two. Anything more than that, you're, you're asking for trouble. So they're going to have a hard time winning any more games going forward because, you know, even if Jones does play, he's coming to those games limping out. So I don't see him finish. If he starts any game, I don't see him finishing it. So I think they're going to have a hard time from here on out. But as far as the future for them, I think that's definitely a team on the rise. Yep. And so I'm going to ask you the same question about the New York Giants. What uh, position should they be drafting for next year? Yeah, I, def I, I think wide receiver and left tackle are probably the two that they'll have their eye on. If they continue the slide, they're definitely going to be a, uh, in position to grab one of the top uh, receivers in the draft. And you're talking about 
you know, we thought last year it was deep. This year, you're talking about just the Alabama kids alone. You're talking about three, four guys uh-huh. that if they all declare, right. you know, we could see all of them go in the first round. That's how crazy it is, and that's just that school. Um, so I think that's definitely something they're going to – ever since the Odell Beckham trade, they never, never suitably filled that. Everybody on their team are a bunch of number twos. So I think that's probably one of their top needs. And like I said, it's all about left tackle. If they can get the best left tackle in the draft, the kid from Oregon, they'll definitely pull the trigger. But yep. wide receiver to me seems like a no-brainer for them. And update your prediction for me. Right now they're sitting at 5-8. and eight. They have the Browns, Ravens, and Cowboys coming up to finish up the season. What's your prediction for the Giants record? Yeah, I, I think they'll lose. Uh, they'll beat the Dallas at the end in, in a close game. But I have them finishing at 6-10. and 10. Okay, yeah, six and ten sounds reasonable for a team that before looked like would be incredibly laughable, but looks like now they may be building for the future. All right, let's go ahead and hit the bell on that team, and let's move on to the next team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oops, totally hit the wrong. I didn't mean to boo the New York Giants. That was totally a mistake on my part. That's the bell I was trying to hit. Sorry, New York Giants fans. That must have totally a Freudian slip right there. Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. They're at 4-8-1. and one. They looked like they were actually, four, four weeks ago when we last spoke, it actually looked like the Eagles might take the NFC East and that there might not be any competition there, but they're coming off a four-game slide, losing to the Giants, Browns, Seahawks, and Packers before deciding to bench the million-dollar man, Carson Wentz, and starting second-round rookie Jalen Hurts, who pulls off a surprising upset of the New Orleans Saints in Week 14. So interesting to talk about this team, and you mentioned a little bit about Jalen Hurts uh, earlier in the show, but let's talk about the Eagles. What kinds of changes have they made? Are they sustainably positive or negative? And then update your prediction for them. I think they've definitely taken a huge step back, and a lot's getting put on Carson Wentz's shoulder right now, but I think the collapse of that offensive line, which is similar to what's happening in Dallas, has really exposed uh-huh. you know a lot of weaknesses in their scheme, a lot of weaknesses in Wentz. And I think ever since he's had his surgeries, his back issues, his knee issues, I just he's not the same quarterback. Uh, you've heard all the talk about possibly, you know, them moving on the offseason. It's just too much money. But I think you could see a yeah. trade if a team is also looking to unload uh, a big, uh, you know, a big salary on there and it's kind of do a swap because it would make sense for both ends. Um, but Jalen Hurts yeah. again. I was. I'm an Alabama fan. I liked him when I at Alabama went into Oklahoma. He actually far exceeded what I thought he would. I think he can be a very Absolutely. good quarterback, but I don't think he can uh-huh. be a great quarterback. Um, so I don't think he's the answer. I think they will ride it out through the next year. I don't think they'll be looking for a quarterback until at least 2022. Um, but I think uh-huh. right now they're a mess because along their defense, they've got skill players, but they just keep whiffing and missing all receivers. I really like Jalen Rieger. Um, you know, they definitely hit a home run with their small school stud too. Um, but they're really lacking in a lot of skill positions. So Philadelphia, to me, they're going to have a lot of shakeups in the offseason. And right now, what they have, I don't see them sustaining. I think they have to have a total change right now. And I, I have to ask this question. In this shakeup, do you see a future for Doug Peterson? Um, I think that the last three games will matter. I've heard people say it won't matter, but I think it does. I think if you see him go out and they lose the next three games, I think that they will uh, get rid of him. But I think if they stay competitive as, as they have with when Hurts came in, I think that definitely helped. That probably saved his job. He's probably safe for this year. Uh, excuse me, God. He's probably safe for 2021 at least. 
Okay, and then of course the last two questions. I know I know you already know what they're going to be, but what should they be drafting for next year? I mean, as you said, lots of needs out there. They haven't been so good at hitting in those wide receivers. At least they're in their top picks. But what positions do you think they should be going after in the draft? Well, they 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 tried to fill left tackle with Dillard, then we saw him go down. Um, they tried to bring back Peters as a guard, then they needed to move him to tackle. He's got, I think he's pushing forty now. So I would say left tackle has to be uh-huh. their top need. But you talk to other people and they say, you know, they they need to keep going wide receiver because as as good as Rieger is, they passed on Jefferson, man. That you want to talk about? Yeah. Automatically, right now, it's already a. It, it, we don't have to wait two, three years. Rieger is going to be a decent player. I see him as on the longer lines of Deshaun Jackson, but Jefferson, you know, we're talking about could he be as you know yeah. Julio Jones even better? So they right. definitely messed right. up on that. But this is the draft that you probably think they're going to go wide receiver again. So the question is. Um, when wide receiver and left tackle on the board, you know who's the best at that position as far as on their board. So, but those are the main two I see. I don't. I think the rest are going to have to really go out in free agency and spend big to even stay competitive next year. But I think next year will be the last year for Peterson unless he takes him to the playoffs. Yeah, and imagine that they could have had DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson right now. Right. Instead, right. they have <laughs> JJ Arcega Whiteside and. And, of course, Jalen Rieger. And as you mentioned, Rieger still has some potential there, but Whiteside, gone, uh, so, so to speak, at least uh, practically speaking. All right, so let's see here. They're sitting here at 4-8-1. and one. I had a friend who was an Eagles fan saying, that, that, that tie might get us to championship and that might get us past <laughs> the NFC East. I don't see that happening anymore. But 4-8-1, and one, they got the Cardinals, Cowboys, and the Washington football team coming up. Predict out the rest of the season for me. I, I have them win one more. They'll they'll beat Dallas, five ten and one. Easy answer. All for right, five ten and one for the Eagles. Lots of work for them to do in the off season. Let's go ahead and hit the bell on that one and move on to our last team. Woo! The Dallas Cowboys. Holy cow! The Cowboys have looked completely checked out after losing Dak Prescott earlier in the year. They did manage to beat the struggling Bengals in Week 14. Oh, it's just. It's it's uh it's it's hard to watch, but boy, those Dallas Cowboys sitting right now at four and nine, point differential of minus a hundred and two. I don't know what there is to say about these guys, but tell me, what do you think? Have they made any changes at all that you think are positive? Uh, what is your prediction for them going into the rest of the season? Um, I I think I don't see them winning another game. I see them losing out. I think that they just haven't done enough on the defensive side of the ball to really stay competitive I think you know they're focused on the sexy pass rushers just like Washington but what Washington did is they built from the inside out and if you look at teams historically some of the better teams have built that way from the trenches I think Cowboys and Jerry Jones have always looked for that easy fix but again it comes down to Dak no matter what the defense is, if they have Dak right now, I don't think we're having the same conversation. Um, I think uh-huh. that Dallas is probably in the lead right now with Washington probably being really competitive. But I think if they don't bring back, it's all for nothing. I think that they might as well start a rebuild. It, it's, who cares if they have great receivers? If they're just going to try to scrap it up and you know maybe go after a quarterback, I could see that there's some good guys in the draft. But getting Dak back is key. But um, if they want to keep their quarterback upright, they've had a lot of bad luck. So I would say if they're smart, they're going to focus on the line. But, man, they need a, they need a shutdown cornerback uh, because everybody they get seems to be no better than a two or a three. 
Right, right, absolutely. There are lots of issues back there. So Dak Prescott coming back, and you think they are going to be competitive next year, but then what should they be focusing on in the draft? I think they have to continue to keep their quarterback upright. You know, their strength was the O-line and how much money and how much they've invested, and we've slowly seen them go down one by one, retirement. Um, what's happening with um, their left tackle is very similar to what happened with Chris Samuels, you know, about over a decade ago in Washington with the neck injuries. Um, so uh-huh. I think that they're going to – I don't see Jerry Jones having the patience to do that again and slowly build it up like he did because that made him in strength, but they just neglected the other side of the right. ball. But I think that, you know, just like every team, they can probably pass together a line, but they have to get that shutdown corner. I think if they're in right now, they have, they'll definitely be in the top 10. They could probably get one of the top corners in the draft. You know, definitely the kid from Alabama. There's definitely a few out there. But I would say quarterback, uh, cornerback is definitely their top need going into the draft. Right, and you've already predicted for us the fact that they have three games: the 49ers, Eagles, and Giants coming up. They won't win another game. They'll put them at four and twelve. A tough year for the Dallas Cowboys, but of course, there's light at the end of the tunnel if Dak Prescott comes back. One last question on them: Mike McCarthy, is he to blame for some of the things that have gone on? Obviously, Dak Prescott going out doesn't help. But what do you think about Mike McCarthy going into next year? I think he's a horrible coach. He's, he's, you know, there's not many coaches in the first year where you don't think, you know, give them slack, especially someone who's been out of the game for a while. I actually respected him. You know, I heard I watched a whole ESPN special about his business, his scouting business, the offseason, and thought, you know, he'll actually do okay. I don't know how good he'll do. But, man, he, he's a crap show. I think that uh, Jerry Jones – like I said, they'll lose the rest of the games, and he'll just fire him at the end of the year. I don't think he's going to have patience to wait one more year because McCarthy is just a perfect example of, of a coach who it's totally passing by, and he just is not surrounding himself with you know enough people to succeed. So I think Jerry Jones will do what he does best and just start it all over again. So I think that'll be a big factor in Dak coming back as well. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how that all plays out. So that is it. The NFC East will bring the bell on that. Get to our last topic of the day, and that is Week 15 games that we're looking forward to. We're getting down to the wire. Only three weeks left. Lots of interesting games that may play out on the NFC side and on the AFC side now that Pittsburgh has lost twice. So let me ask you this question. What games in Week 15 are you looking forward to uh, and why? Oh, well, we got we got to start with uh, Washington at Seattle, the home game from Washington. I think this is sure. just an opportunity – for them, they're gaining national respect now as the team that you don't want to play. I think Russell Wilson, um, they, we saw how they played against Kyler Murray, and he really tore him up. So he concerns me out of everyone. I know everyone talked about DK Metcalf and these other guys, but to me it's all about Wilson in this game. So to me that's a great game when you have the Washington pass rush versus Wilson. I think last I checked it was either number one or number two in sacks they've taken in the NFL. So The difference of other teams is if Washington sacks you, they're going to cause some fumbles and turnovers, and they're going to take it to the house. So the Washington-Seattle game tops my list. But I think uh, from what what we're hearing, it sounds like Drew Brees is going to be returning. So the New Orleans-Kansas City, that's another musty game. Um, I think that could be, you know, dare I say, a preview for the Super Bowl possibly just based on the way Uh that New Orleans defense has been playing, you know, up until the last game, of course. But I think that that could definitely be a Super Bowl preview matchup and, you know, a, a great game to see. Um, other than that, I follow with the, the following NFC East Division games, Arizona against Philly and New York Giants versus Cleveland, all 
uh, impactful games to the division. And I think those all those games together are going to really uh, lead up to some good games. I don't think any of those games on the schedule are going to be blowouts. All of them are going to be close games, all definitely within seven points. Yep, I agree with all, all those things that you said. And actually that, and interestingly enough, you know, and, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, uh, twice now, on both sides of this actually, but the, the fact that Jalen Hurts has a particular style, uh, we, there wasn't a lot of tape on him at that point. It may not be as successful going forward as people start to see him play. The Saints defense, I think, is for real. And actually I, I have a guy uh, that I talked to is a big Eagles guy, and he's the first to say that, the Saints defense probably just didn't prepare properly to defend against a threat like Jalen Hurts. They, uh, they, weren't, they didn't have enough tape on him. They didn't know how he was going to play, and that was part of the reason why he was, he was so successful against the Saints. Uh, so that being said, I do think the Saints have plenty of tape on Patrick Mahomes. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this weekend, to- definitely at the top of my list. I would also say, interestingly to me, a team that I think is doing poorer than I think they, think they should and a team that's doing almost better than I think they should, the Chargers and the Raiders playing on Thursday night football. You know, it's not must-see TV, but Justin Herbert looks like the real deal to me. I feel like the Chargers should be winning more, but they just don't. And I feel like the Raiders, I don't know, it gives a feeling of overachievement to me. But for some reason, they're, they're always in it. So that's another game that I have my eye on. And, of course, uh, I've got to watch my Bears um, lose again, hopefully, so that they can get a better draft <laughs> position. So there we go. That is the end of the podcast. I can't believe we got to the end. It always goes so fast. Let's go ahead and hit the air horn on the show here. All right. So thank you so much, Adam, for joining us. As always, great information from you. Everyone, check out the Burgundy and Gold Report. Terrific information there. Adam promotes some of the things he's uh, written about recently. Always great information. Uh, all the small school prospects, they go to Adam, okay? He, they go find him, and they tell him all the great information. So you want the inside scoop on them. There is no better place to go. Adam, is there anything you'd like to promo for us uh, before we sign off? Find me at uh, burgundyandgoldreport.wordpress.com. Um, I've recently been uh, done a few podcasts. I was doing a series with the Burgundy Network called Draft in Burgundy. We actually sat down with Jordan uh-huh. Reed of the Draft Network. Uh, you can find that video and Apple iTunes on burgundyandgoldreport.wordpress.com. And uh, follow me on at the BNG Report. Um, always talking ball, uh, always uh, not only looking at the small school prospects, uh, looking at the, you know, the top end of the draft. And, you know, of course, with Washington staying competitive, Absolutely. it's always about the burgundy and gold. But uh, really appreciate you having me on, man. I always have a great time. It is great stuff, and our listeners are the ones who win because you're here. So fantastic stuff. Everyone go check that out. It's great. You will not regret it. Thanks again, everyone, for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.